I'd like to say, give thanks to Larry L. Bean of Salem Lutheran Church in Gretna, Louisiana. Generally, I don't give credit to people that I have read and have influenced a sermon. I don't usually tell you what my source documentations are. In this case, I felt I had to because it's not really a source document. It's a source document. But I read the sermon and went, oh my goodness, y'all need to hear this. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The alternate reading for Reformation Day comes from Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, which I had tried to preach on a few years ago and murdered. It reads, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. John preached the coming of the kingdom of God. John preached law and gospel. He preached repentance. He preached Christ, who would be crucified. The religious then conspired against him. The political elite had John the Baptist beheaded. As Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Jesus himself suffered that same violence. Those same religious leaders conspired against him as well. And it didn't matter what kind of great deeds of love that he did. It didn't matter about the forgiveness that he preached to people. The healings didn't matter. The prophecy fulfilled or made did not matter. The miracles did not matter. The casting out of demons did not matter. They did not approve of what he had to say. And like children, he says, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. These same people who accused John of having a demon because he came neither eating nor drinking at the same time then accused Jesus as a glutton and a drunkard because he did come and eat and drink. And the kingdom continued to suffer violence. At the hands of those same political and religious leaders, Stephen was stoned, Peter was crucified, Paul was beheaded, 11 of the 12 apostles were killed, John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos as an old man. Under Jewish and Roman law, Christians were persecuted, they were imprisoned, they were tortured, they were executed. The kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. But... In time, the persecution slowed and ended, and the church grew rich and fat and corrupt. Her doctrines were increasingly the teachings of men and no longer contained within the Word of God. There was a series of popes within the 10th century that were so wicked, the period is now known as the pornocracy. Reformers would emerge every once in a while. They were often threatened with violence or executed, sometimes promoted and paid off. Hard to believe that things got worse from there, but they did. What we commemorate on this day is that still small voice from the 16th century of a monk with a pen and a hammer. 
What started as one man's objection to the prostituting of the gospel and the selling of indulgences became an ongoing war against papal excesses and societal demonism. This obscure professor from a brand new university challenged the world and the church's corruption. And in time, he too was put on trial and threatened with death. This is how the church's hierarchy came to answer challenges. Whether they were valid or invalid, it was the threat of death and flames on a spike. Dr. Luther himself was put on trial and ordered to recant. His answer? Unless I am convinced by Scripture and by plain reason, not by popes or councils who have so often contradicted themselves, my conscience is captive unto the Word of God. To go against conscience is neither right nor safe. I cannot and I will not recant. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. In Luther's case, there were plenty of students of the Bible, lay people and princes and priests and professors who agreed with him. They joined in Luther's statement of here I stand. They joined in a statement of submission unto the word of God. They joined in a statement of proclaiming the gospel of God in, with, and under the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in his rejection of the violent who would take the kingdom by force. The kingdom of God can truly not be taken by force. It is a gift granted to us by our Lord. It is only to be received by grace through faith according to the words of Scripture. This is the good news that those religious and political leaders tried so hard to stamp out. This is that evangelical Catholic movement that they mocked with the epithet of Lutheran. Once again, the kingdom suffered violence. Lutheran pastors and confessors were burned at the stake, run off of their jobs. The emperor made war upon the Lutheran princes, forcing Lutherans at the point of a sword, either swear allegiance unto the Pope or you will die. The kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. In 1550, nine Lutheran pastors in the city fathers of Magnenburg said, here I stand. They refused to obey the emperor's edict and they were attacked for it. The faithful citizens of the city holed up behind the walls of their town for 13 months. 13 months, imperial forces lay outside, lay sieged and attacked the city of Magdeburg. 465 men of Magdeburg died. 4,000 of their attackers perished. Before the emperor's forces retreated, the emperor himself was forced to flee Germany. The kingdom of heaven had suffered violence, and the violent, they take it by force. Today, today we are free. Today we are free to confess that the Bible is the word of God. We are free to confess that there is no pastor, no prince, no pope who is greater than scripture. We are free to say that salvation is by grace through faith and that the kingdom cannot be taken by force. We preach Christ and him crucified and we receive those means of grace in the divine service every week. Through word and sacrament ministry, the Lord God gives us himself. And we believe that Christ is the true Son of God.
that he alone is our Lord and Savior. And that he will come to rescue us poor, miserable, yet forgiven sinners. At the end of time, one last time, it will be said that the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. In the back of our sanctuary is a symbol of our reformation. If I can have the next slide, please. I was supposed to get my own clicker and I forgot it. I put it up here in front of you so you don't have to crane your necks to turn around to look. The back of the sanctuary, we have a window. It is the symbol that we have displayed, the symbol of our so-called Lutheran confession. The cross stands in the center, which is colored black. It is the center of a blood-red heart, symbolizing our salvation in the crucified one. The heart is at the center of a pure white rose. That's a Christmas rose. It reminds us of our Lord's incarnation. The rose is in a field of blue, symbolizing the hope of the heavenly joy, all of it circled by a ring of gold, that never-ending treasure of heaven. It is fitting that this symbol stands over our entry back into the world, where God's grace is poured out. And God's grace is poured out among our community, not by violence, but by the grace of God. It is the result of the violence inflicted upon our Lord at his crucifixion that this gift can be given unto us. Here we stand. Brothers and sisters of Christ, we stand here with John the Baptist. We stand with our Lord. We stand with the apostles and the martyrs. We stand with the confessors of the church who confessed in peace and those that were subject to violence because of it. We pledge to remain faithful come what may, even in the face of those who violently oppose the kingdom and the word of God, whether it's the 1500s, the 1700s, or in our own very age, the religious and the political leaders of our own day, whether they be academics or mobs or heretics or invaders or rioters, be they people who are offended by what we believe. Be they also be other Christians who are violent, violently oppose the gospel of our Lord God. Through it all, God grant us the peace to remain faithful and say, here I stand. Let us take up our cross and follow Jesus who has saved us by grace alone. Let us take up scripture. Let us read it, mark it, learn it. Let us inwardly digest it that the word of God dwell richly within us that it be our guiding star and light in these troubling days. Let us treasure assembling together in the divine service. Let us confess and receive the absolution of our sins. Let us proclaim the light of Christ in an increasing darkened world. Let us live lives of prayer and repentance every day of our lives. Let us receive the blood of Christ given and shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Let us live the baptized Christians of the world that everybody else look at us and say, what a strange and odd people. Whether they love us or whether they hate us, let us know that what we believe, that we cling unto the word of God. The words of our blessed Lord remain true in a fallen world. The kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Whether we suffer violence, dear friends, or whether we don't, we confess the unity with those that do. 
We confess the kingdom is not for sale. It is not for sale. And it cannot be taken by the point of a sword. We confess the kingdom of God is his. We have been adopted into it. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who would by deceit or sword. Would wrest the kingdom from your son and bring to naught all he has done. Here we stand. We can do no other. So help us, God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.